Before we get into today's episode, let me tell you about patreon.com slash the Delvin Cox Experience. There, you can listen to episodes two days earlier, as well as get exclusive shows such as So Tell Me, an introspective podcast by my crazy life, hosted by Chalfie, the D&D podcast, an entertainment podcast with Delvin Jr. talking about all things pop culture, On Shuffle, a music podcast hosted by Mike Fowler, and much, much more. So go to patreon.com slash the Delvin Cox Experience. That's patreon.com slash the Delvin Cox Experience. I want to give a special shout out to Patreon producer Mikey Famine, host of the Ben Podcast and Dig on America. Thank you. Welcome to the Delvin Cox Experience, the podcast in which each week I'm on a one-man mission to unite our culture to diversity. I'm your host, Delvin Cox, and with me on the podcast is an all-star lineup, a special lineup, a lineup that's important to me because, you know, I often like to do these important topics, and this is going to be one of them, so you're in for a ride. So let's, let's just start off with, with the panel of people. I'll start off with you first, Eddie. Eddie, introduce yourself to everyone. Hi everybody, I'm Eddie V from Boss Rush Media. I am a content creator and co-founder of Boss Rush uh, Network, and I host a Nintendo Pod Block, uh, my podcast Movie One, uh, Jump Off Point, and other video game and entertainment at Boss Rush Network. There you go. Crystal, you go next. What's up? Y'all know me. Y'all be listening to Delvin Show. <laughs> What's up, y'all? I am Crystal Storm. Yep. Uh, I am one of the uh, co-founders of the Tales of the Forgotten Fiction Network. I've also got Crystal's Imagination and the Good News Show. I do a lot of stuff, but I'm podcasting and writing and directing and all that kind of stuff. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Hannah, you go next. I'm Hannah. I am sound designer for Tales of the Forgotten, also sometimes voice actress. I am also a work-in-progress linguist and polyglot and occasionally just a very salty person. <laughs> yes. And she knows how to make vegetables and stuff. She grows vegetables. And she just be growing them. <laughs> no, nah, she, oh, she nice. makes them. Like an she just makes them. Like she just makes it. Yeah, like her magic is from she's the like, atoms. She's like, she's like a wizard. <laughs> Absolutely. How'd you know? See, there you go. Alex, you go next. I guess you last but not least. Yes. Hi. Hello, everyone. I'm Alex. Uh, I've been an activist for about 25 plus years. I started my career in the LGBT publishing industry, actually, in New York City. From there, I made my way across the country and back uh, as an educator. Um, what else? I'm, I'm heading into a field called the neural arts, which combines uh, the arts, technology, and health. And the goal is to open up 
some uh, arts, community arts resource centers, uh, safe spaces where people can go and basically create and express and share their work with the public, the world. That, that's um, amazing. Yeah, I, I do have one. I do have. I do have one. Out. I have one voice acting credit as Vancito on the internationally acclaimed Legacy, a Star Wars audio drama. There you go. That's like my it. one voice acting credit. That's all you need. More. That's it. We're, we're going to give you more, though. You do have an IMDb credit now because of that. I do. So, yeah, I'm a, a and then other than that, I'm, I'm kind of a jack of all trades. Personally, I'm a Gen Xer who's been in existential crisis since I was five. <laughs> that might be all of us. <laughs> so accurate. But yeah, that's me. But yeah, based off of what Alex said, you probably can get a grasp of what we're going to be talking about today. But before we get into that, it wouldn't be a Delvin Cox experience unless we start off with the five for five. So as always, we start off with the five for five. Five questions, five asks to get the ball. Everybody, are you ready? Let's go. Y'all can work together to come with an answer, my little sister. Y'all can, can work, use some teamwork. Team building <laughs> exercises, woo side, with all that good stuff. Let's go. All right, question number one. What are the best topics, toppings to put on a hot dog? Well, I'm from Chicago, so uh -oh. I got the Chicago style pizza. I mean, Chicago style hot dog. So oh, here we go uh, with this mustard, shit. <laughs> mustard, uh, chopped onions, relish, and um, uh, jalapenos. What we normally, and tomatoes is what okay. we normally do. Oh, damn, y'all um, put tomatoes on it? Yeah, there's there's That's some wild. places that there's some places that put the tomato on it to replace the ketchup. Okay. Um, okay. And everything. Y'all Chicago okay. people are serious about your hot dogs. Yeah. I've had many conversations with Chicago people about hot dogs and pizza, and they never went well. <laughs> I, I love I love I love Chicago, but we got to talk about their pizza situation. Yeah. Ooh, it's a little rough. Chicago and New York are about to fight right but, now. Hang on. But which but which one? that's the thing about it is that i know chicago and new york have you know where everybody talk about and the thin pizza but a lot of places really do both they do thin and they do regular crust and deep dish here in chicago um it really and then it uh depends on where you get your pizza from it don't really just be like oh we're all one yeah a few places around my area they buy a lot of thin crust um I think we just don't have like New York because no one offers it. There's ah. no New York kind of style business that offers it. So we can't really say how New York tastes. Y'all, we're moving to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> That's All a right. business idea That's right a there. Business opportunity. Right. No. Uh -huh. Enough. We we are talking about wieners right now. <laughs> so <laughs> let's get back to these hot dogs. <laughs> Alex, right you, you tell what you put on your wiener. Hot dog, not the other one. Oh, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I am sort of basic about it. I like some sauerkraut. I like a like a an, like a ballpark prank with some sauerkraut, mustard. Uh, and some ketchup. I growing up in New York, you eat a lot of kind of what we call dirty water dogs. I don't recommend those now. Yeah, they're not good. 
Uh, yeah, I don't recommend those now, but when I didn't know any better, man, a dirty water dog was pretty delicious. We we have a lot of that here in yeah, Miami. So you mentioned, I you mentioned uh, ballpark. I think that the ballpark Franks, the nacho cheese flavor ballpark hot dogs last year was like the uh, <laughs> I know that was a thing. The hot dog of the summer. Yeah. Oh, it was it's it was so good. It was very hard to find because a lot of stores they did carry it, but it sold out. So it's a I hot dog with nacho it. cheese in it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Nacho cheese flavor. Bomb big. We're gonna add hot dogs to that pizza conversation later. <laughs> yeah. Huh. I didn't know that was a thing. That's interesting. <laughs> nacho cheese flavored hot dog. Well, I don't know. Whatever. Mm-hmm. You go next, Crystal. I'm not a big hot dog person. I can tell you that if you're in New Orleans, don't get a lucky dog. You're not that drunk. Walk your ass <laughs> five blocks past the gay bars and go to the Clover Grill instead. I will just tell you, don't get a lucky dog. Okay. Don't, don't do that. That's good advice. Mm-hmm. All right. Hannah, bring us home. Them, I don't have them that often, but when I do, I love the sharp tangy relish with uh, sprinkled cheddar cheese and with ghost pepper hot sauce. That's my go-to. That sounds good. Ghost pepper hot sauce. Ah. I never heard of that one of a ghost pepper hot sauce. No, it's so good. Is there a particular brand that makes it? Uh, Actually, yes, there is. I will Google it while we talk. There (laughs) you go. (laughs) I will send it to you. Perfect. All right. Question number two. I want you people to give me some of your gay icons. Each one of you, give me one. Oh, my gosh. I will start with one to help everybody out. Oh, oh shit. Mine's is Jermaine Stewart. If, if you don't know who Jermaine Stewart is, you ever heard the song, you don't have to take his clothes off to have a good time? It is such a fantastic, joyous song that I sing all the time, even as a kid. And I, I, I gotta admit, my older, my parents, and other kids, you look like, what's going on with this kid? <laughs> like, we, we need to talk to them about his, his song choices and stuff like that. <laughs> they, they were, it was, it got a little touchy. They was a little worried about this son. Like, oh, I'm quite fine. It's okay. Relax. <laughs> I know it's the '80s, but it's okay. I can see Jermaine Stewart. <laughs> well, uh, for me, this person, they're not actually gay. Before a gay uh, icon is Cardi Ray Jespin. Okay. Um, because of her her emotion album, her second album, it. That 80s pop synth meets modern music just got a lot of like gay people just hype everywhere. You'll go to a concert and you'll just see everybody start singing it. Oh, that counts. Her that songs. definitely counts. Uh, one, yeah, Run, Run Away With Me is one of her biggest songs. Um, even after uh, her song that she debuted, um, it it, it literally is still to this very day. If you play it, you will hear everybody just sing along with it. Um, and because of that emotion album, it, it raised her to a high standard of being a gay icon. Like people love Cardi Ray Jasper. I like it. Tough question, this one. Yeah. Uh, so many. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to n- narrow it down. So I'm going to go with along the lines of what Eddie did and picked a gay icon. If you know me, you know Janet. Yes. I love Janet Jackson so much. She's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, I would have to say Janet Jackson. Not that she's gay, but we could I could open up a list of a hundred gay icons, but I'm gonna go with Janet for entertainment purposes. I, I think that makes sense. You know, Janet Jackson is one of those artists that people that every culture loves Janet Jackson. And right. women, love men, everyone just mm-hmm. loves oh, Janet. Yeah. So yeah, that fits. Yeah, it's wonderful. All right. Let's see. Crystal like she's still thinking. I'm thinking a little bit. I'm thinking. So, Go ahead, Anna. babe. <laughs> I my brain is absolutely collapsed with this question because I'm thinking of so many people at once. They are so but many. yeah, I'm gonna start with um I have again, I have no idea if she's actually gay or bi or whatever. But I blame her partially for my bi awakening. So Marina Bakarin, who played Inara in Firefly. Oh. She's mm. she's definitely one that I blame for my, my <laughs> sexual awakening before I even knew, mm. before I was even out. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, there's her and there's also um Rachel Wise from The Mummy and Charlie Theron. I just I blame a lot of people for who I am. <laughs> <laughs> agreed mm-hmm. yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i just want to add i i identify as gay but for janelle monet yeah 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 that's okay that's that's really fair yeah like as far as just like icons what everybody said because they're all but i love how sneaky Jodie Foster was about the fact that she was gay. I love that she was just this wonderful actress and then one day she was like, yeah, I got a wife, what of it? Like it was just nothing. That um, was cool. That was badass. Wasn't that great? Wasn't that badass? She was just like, and continued, like, I just love that. Um, And then uh, Queen Latifah and her wife looking amazing as ever. She's another uh, one. Yeah, out and about just loving it, loving it, but yeah, yeah like everybody else said. Of her with a wife? Yeah. What's up? Uh-huh. Yeah, they are. I did not know that. Well, Queen Latifah? Yeah. Queen Latifah, yep. Yeah. I know I know, I know. know Niecy Nash and the brat. That's correct. pictures of Queen Latifah. With, she with- was just, yeah, I just saw a beautiful picture of her and her girl at some event, and they looked fucking amazing together. I was just like, oh, Oh, I'm going to look this up. I know. I know. <laughs> That's what I love about it, too. Just like coming out of nowhere. They're just like, oh, shit. Yeah. She's one of those celebrities. I've, she, I've been fortunate to meet her. She's beautiful on screen. She's better looking in person. I believe it. I believe She's that. She's more beautiful in person. She has I, like a I, glow. I, yeah, I I'm jelly that you met her. I, I, I 100% believe Yeah. You and I, T-Y. <laughs> <laughs> that was the Uts back yeah. in the nineties. Yeah, it was. Those are great choices, y'all. Yeah, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. All right. Question number three. I think this is an important question. When was the first time you recognized there was a character on TV, whether positive <laughs> or negative, being part of the of the LGBTQ community? Oh, being a part of the LG. Oh shit! Yes, like a, a, a television. When character. did I? When a television. For a lot of us, for a lot of us, it's RuPaul. That's <laughs> that is a good point. <laughs> that's actually really that's, true. That's like, a good point. Like, just seeing her on LL Cool J's TV show back in the '90s. Um, just seeing her in like 
like super uh the supermodel songs and just seeing her presence and everything, she was a recognizable figure. So yeah. she became definitely for a lot of us in the 80s and 90s, she became that figure that we recognize as gay and everything. Yeah, that's a great and point. We, like and to me, after like listening after RuPaul, it was rock. The TV show that was on Fox. When uh I think it was Rock's brother who was getting married to another man and everything, even though that's like more of a gay TV moment and stuff. But well, that fits I've perfectly. never seen yeah, I've never seen anything like that during the time. You know, mm-hmm. because we didn't have that representation on TV or in the media. You know, we did get that representation. You know, the shirts had to be tied up, they had to have a really feminine quality to themselves. And they were used mostly as a prop back in the day. And I'm like, we weren't supposed to be used or seen like that or anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, I, I'm just going to have to go with RuPaul. That's a great answer. That's an excellent answer. Mm-hmm. Really is, really is. I remember, I mean, everybody knows about the L word. I mean, if you're gay, you know about the L word. You know about queer as folk. You know about all of that. Um more recently too i love seeing more bi representation in the 100 i thought that was really nice um i liked seeing gay representation in supernatural even though they had a nasty habit of killing off characters um yeah and that's that's, that's yeah. definitely a thing in television shows yeah 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 they had a nasty that's... habit of doing that but i at least like seeing the representation begin and get up there so keep going uh i guess for me going back to also gay gay icons, but probably not as widely known, more so, I guess, Gen Xers, uh, was on the real world, there was a, a person named Pedro Zamora. I remember Pedro. And I, I'm also, I'm a first generation, I'm, I'm, my parents are Cuban, my whole family's Cuban, and I, I resembled him a lot as well. So I took a lot of black at school you know he was uh, uh, on a show called the real world on mtv which back then was still new uh, mm-hmm. i was i was fascinated with it because it was real real people on television uh was it know. the third was it the second or third season i think it was Puck the was second that, i think Puck on that was on that season yeah i right? believe it was the second the second season but i had never i had never really seen you know, one of the things in the entertainment industry for LGBT plus people is that throughout most of entertainment history, we've been portrayed as clowns or villains. Yes. And I had never seen a real world person who was so authentically living in their skin. He was HIV positive. Uh, he was in an interracial relationship where he married on on camera. Um, he's I'm Dalvin, he's from down, he's down from Miami. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, from Coconut Grove. Yeah, Coconut Grove. I, I believe, I remember that if I remember much. correctly. But I was, you know, I was a, a teenager, I, I believe, like early teens seeing that. And it was something that just stamped itself, I guess, into my being, you know, part of my kind of awakening. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with Pedro Zamora on this one. That is an excellent answer. I remember how much of an impact Pedro had on a lot of people because a lot of people, you know, they didn't think of gay people, not to say this in a mean way, as people. 
They thought of them as caricatures because they saw all oh, things they saw on TV and stuff like that. And they TV shows back in the 90s and 80s would make fun of gay people a lot of times. Just like they would show black people as criminals all the time. They would show gay people these flamboyant, over, overly sexual people. And it was just kind of like insulting. So when you saw somebody like Pedro, like, oh, this is a real person. And you kind of felt for his pain. You loved his happiness. And I thought that's an excellent choice. Yeah. Yeah, his his death like really hit a lot of people. A lot of people. How many like, people are listening to this and don't even know what MTV is? If lot. you're listening to Delvin's <laughs> podcast and you don't know what MTV is, you need to you need to go back. Y'all miss some good shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's an excellent answer, Alex. Thanks. You got one here? Or, or Jim J. Bullock, but no one's gonna know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I think for me, um, so there was this episode, I don't know how many of you have seen it, but this episode of uh, Deep Star Trek Deep Space Nine that was in the 90s. Okay. Um, Terry Farrell played a character named Jadzia, and in this specific episode, <clears throat> there was a scene where she kissed another woman, and it wasn't just a quick peck on the, che- on the, on the lips, it was a actually long make-out scene. And it was incredibly beautiful. And I was really young when I saw it. And that was the first time I've ever seen something like that in Trek before. And I remember that being very influential. Like, I still remember that very clearly to this day. You know, I've seen the episode maybe once or twice since then. But and now I see people on the internet now that often complain about that scene. But that was just really incredible for being a child at the time and seeing that in such a beautiful manner and they made no big deal of it they just made it so natural like it was a hetero kiss and i'll always remember that wow that's that's beautiful star trek has always been woke get over it <laughs> it, it has was been. It has been. <laughs> there was even some references to trans things and it was beautiful too <laughs> yeah. did you give your choice already crystal huh okay so we got everybody now so question number four. I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave with this because I think this is a, a little tougher question, but I think this is an important question because I, I, I can add a story to this question. What was your first gay by what they want to call an experience that necessarily didn't have to do with you, but you were around? Either when you saw it, or you experienced or something like that. Not necessarily has to be sexual. Like I'll I'll give you a perfect example. I'll give give mine. I was in um I can tell this story, and I'm not gonna use any names. So yeah. I was in tenth grade. And a friend came out the closet on me. Yeah, he, he came out of the closet, he had a crush on me. Aww. And he, well, he, who he, he <laughs> <I> know, right? <laughs> and he um he he pulled me to the side. And he was super nervous because he, he didn't know because of course you know I went I went to high school I went to a predominantly black and Hispanic high school and this was the 90s people were very homophobic at that time right very very homophobic so when he pulled me to the side I can see that he was scared to tell me because he didn't know what my response would be you know, and um, he told me, I was like, you know, I appreciate you telling me this. I'm not, you know, 
I'm not gay, but you know, man, you cool. You know, I'm not gonna flip out of that like that. Cause as soon as I told him that, he got scared and thought I was gonna like, you know, he thought I was gonna snap. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. That's stupid. You know, and, and we, we remained friends. We talked and we kicked jokes and stuff like that. And you know, we we were still cool after that. It was not, it was nothing, it was nothing like I I was shocked. But I was more shocked, like, oh, this guy found me attractive. I didn't think, I didn't think people found me attractive. It was more, it was more like that. Strutting around the rest of the day, like, yeah, more, I'm sexy, what? Yeah, it was more <laughs> that than like, oh, this guy's gay. You know, it was like, yeah, you know. And I think he appreciated that, one, I didn't go out there and blab my mouth to everybody, letting him, people know his business. And two, I, I kind of handled it with class. I didn't, like, I didn't, didn't shame him. Didn't treat him any different, you know. We talked, we had a conversation. I, I saw the fear in his eyes, and that kind of like, you know, that's a a sobering thing to see somebody like so scared and so nervous, and you know, not only because you know you're talking to somebody that you like, but the fact that you're opening up. And frankly speaking, at that time, my response can literally ruin this person's life. Because, you know, some people, you know, some people can react a different way and they can put that type of stuff out there. And people back then were super cruel, super mean. Like, you know, my cousin is gay and we were at school together and he, we talked all the time and stuff like that. And when he came out, he was getting a lot of flack for being gay. Uh, and I remember that. And I was like, no, 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 no. I think that was 11th grade. He was in 12th grade. He, they was giving him shit all the time. So I was kind of like, nah, you come hang with me. They're not gonna mess with you while you hang with me. And that's kind of what we did. That was our thing. Like, all right, you hang with me. As long as you hang with me, they're not gonna mess with you. And that's kind of how we, we rolled. Like, you know, you hung with my crew, so you you good. And that's kind of we made we made sure that we protected him. That's really beautiful. You did that, Delvin. Amazing. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Totally amazing, actually. That thank you, you always for being an ally. Just always. Just thank <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, yeah I, you know, I I look at people as being people and I don't Love is love. And I think people need to realize that a lot more often than they do. I mean, we can get into allyship later on, but you, I have to say one of the best parts of uh, my experience with Crystal's project on legacy was, was meeting you because often there's fake allyship and then there's true allyship and you step up, you step up in every way. So I'm yeah. I'm actually very proud to even know you. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. You know, I, I, it's it's important to me. You know, I I have family members who are gay, trans, just all across the rainbow. I have family members who some some even close family members. I have a, I do a podcast with a trans woman. You know, I do a PlayStation podcast for the trans woman, and and hearing the things that she go through and her pain and stuff like that. You know, I relate to it. I understand, and I I support her and. A lot of times I have to defend her, like, you know, and I think that's, it's important to support people and stand up for them when others won't. That's, that's the, that's true strength, in my opinion, that's true strength. And as a person who has lived in that fear and been on the other side of it, and it's paralyzing. So, and, and this is from childhood. So uh, knowing that there's safety nets out there to land on, uh, make all the make all the difference. Yeah, I'm glad that I can provide some help and safety to some people. 
That matters to me. I guess I, I done told this story. <laughs> I can tell y'all story. I guess you go for next, Eddie. Um, well, I would probably say definitely 2001. Um, I, won't, uh, I had, I, I just started college um, during that time. And there was one particular person that, and I'm sorry to say this, that I was somewhat infatuated because I used to see this person a lot. And there was a summer when I spent some vacation time at this person's house. And uh, it was really late at night. Um, We had just watched a movie and, um, you know, cut the movie off because we got tired. And um, this infatuation, you know, I kind of somewhat revealed to this person and they was just like, oh yeah, and we um have fun that night. I everything about this. Please continue. <laughs> it was it was kind of my I won't say awakening or anything, but it was something that I definitely enjoy and it was just like you know this is my first time this, this my experience and everything again i i mean me and the person we are good friends we didn't date or anything like that um but he kind of helped me realize something oh uh, i'm just gonna leave it at that uh and everything that's awesome that's awesome i love it beautiful stories are so beautiful <laughs> Who who next wants to share in the tree? Uh, for me, I mean, I can go into a million juicy stories, but uh, for me, it was my grandmother's brother. Uh, he was like your stereotypical, like there was no hiding that this was a homosexual. And he, <laughs> <laughs> he was the best. He was... Um, so like I said, I'm, I'm first, we're Cuban immigrants and my family had only been here, I think maybe three years before I was born. And uh, my grandmother who has, she's still alive and she's super religious and, you know, she's very cool, but she's definitely like rosary beads and, you know, ah, yeah. uh, you know, the old, the old everything. And uh, her brother, was uh so cool he lived on the avenue i'm an inner city kid I, I grew up like bricks and clothes hanging off lines and stuff before we hit the suburbs later on in life and he had a there was no i mean he had an apartment with a miniature statue of david <laughs> and wow. yeah but he had all the cool music and you know he had like the i think he was like one of the first people i knew that had cable and um i am i write a lot and i've been writing for a lot of years but i write for myself i don't often share uh all the things that i write about and he's influenced a character that i'm currently working on uh and i just we didn't it's not like i was walking around like oh my gay uncle i was only like you know i was a little child uh but i knew he was different you know there was just something about him that was different 
and cool. He, yeah, he was just cooler and more eccentric and uh he was so loving and you know just the kids we were all obsessed with him and he was just I, I imagine what it must have been like for him being an immigrant and having New York City right there in the 70s, you know, oh, in yeah. the early 80s, Studio 54 era. And, and you know, they had to be wild all that time. So he's he's the first memory. And uh, I really wish I think I would have been taking care of him now. He would have been an old man. Oh. I think he would have been my responsibility. And, and I feel like I kind of walk with him. You know, I, I bring him with me everywhere. That's awesome. Yeah. These stories are making me smile. I, I love it. Oh, you guys, the stories are so beautiful. <laughs> I know. You want to go, babe? Sure. Uh, this question I actually find kind of interesting and kind of complicated because I'm also kind of now realizing that I didn't have any of these type experiences growing up because the environment I grew up in was, was not conducive to such experiences. So in that regard, I was pretty sheltered, didn't really have any, you know, gaily influences. <laughs> <laughs> so I've only, I think specifically to my family, I've only been out for like five years. It's been a real short amount of time. Okay. So um, I did start to notice things when I fell into my now immediate friend group. And you know how things change when you find your tribe. You find people that you really gel with and you really get along with. And up until that point, I was always in kind of forced upon friend groups. Like, you're you're a girl. You should be in this friend group. You should be looking at boys. And I was never really interested. But when I got into this friend group, I started realizing who I am as a person and why I shouldn't be afraid to be that. Yeah, And then fast forward a little bit and I started getting a little bit more comfortable. I even tried to ask out a girl at a library. Didn't really work, but still I tried. And then I, you know, found Crystal. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. and I... She did. She put a ring on it. Um, I didn't have any gay influences growing up not in so my uh so i i'm gen x like a lot of us on the podcast as well and i feel like i did everything too early like a lot of gen xers did i think we can all relate to that and then i suddenly turned into a late bloomer like my mom had a lot of long-haired 80s type friends you know that whole thing and we had a good time but there weren't i don't remember there being like any gay people around just a lot of fun people so if any of her friends were gay i never had any idea but i remember that my first kiss was I don't remember how young I was, but I was way too young. And it was in the closet with a little boy. And okay. then I remember my second kiss was actually a little girl. And then that just went away because I'm bi and it just kind of just went away. And then I just kind of like boys. And then I got stuck in Catholic school for a while. And that fucks with your head. And I remember having a conversation once with my mom. I was probably maybe like 13, 14, something like that. And I think she let it where she asked me what I thought about gay people and having spent, I had spent a couple years living with my grandma who was super fucking Catholic, super Catholic. Um, and I even went to Catholic school, the whole uniform and everything. And I remember responding to her as an indoctrinated Catholic person. What I was like, no, gay people are gross. I was like, no mom, that's gross. And my mom was like, looky here. 
and set me straight. And I'll never forget like that conversation. Yeah. And then like after that, it just kind of happened. Like I remember watching like a Tony Braxton video and just thinking to my brain, she's hot. You know, and then it's just right. She's fucking hot, right? (laughs) And then all of a sudden, you know, you just meet a girl, and it just happened. And then by the time it happened, my mom, my mom treated it like I'd brought home a guy. Like it wasn't, it wasn't ever like a big thing. That's dope. But yeah, it was, it was, it was really cool. It was really cool. But yeah, it was a, it was an interesting, it's an interesting journey. So if you've been indoctrinated by the church, I understand. You can break free. (laughs) Yeah, that (laughs) is, that is definitely a thing. (laughs) I I have stories that I can't tell on here. <laughs> we can talk about them later. Yeah. We can do it later. All right. Question question number five. Let's 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 have a little bit of fun. We gotta get we gotta take out Thanos. I know that Crystal's loud because she knows what I'm gonna say. Let's we go. gotta pick five gay characters. <laughs> Characters, oh gay characters. Oh yes. shit. Okay, hang on. I gotta Google. Yes. Okay. They can be gay, they can be bi, they can be trans, they can be any any part of the community to take out Thanos. Who are we picking? There's a lot. Oh, man. I know I'm Googling them right now. Hang on. No, I, I have no <laughs> idea. Who's actually gay. I know. <laughs> all right, all right. You know we gotta get poison ivy and Harley Quinn. There you go. That's day two. In. There you day go. In, day in. All right, somebody else help out. Day in. Alex is not going to know any of these. Well, actually, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> but my brother always talks to me about a character that he thinks I would really like called North Star. Oh, yes. That's a great one. Yeah. Uh-huh. So couldn't tell you anything, but I like the description. I'm going to go with North Star. And everybody who knows me knows I'm not going to take out Thanos. I know who that is. But I love me some Catwoman. <laughs> I love me I know that's a villain, but I love me some Catwoman. Catwoman's dope. Constantine, we can put him on the team. Constantine's great. Yeah, that's a good one. Yep. I was gonna go with Roger from uh, American Dad. Is it American Dad? <laughs> yeah, that's a great <laughs> choice. Nice. I want you like, to know that I tried to prepare. This is a list of gay by superhero because I knew I was coming <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> I tried to prepare. Love it. Oh, goodness. I don't hmm. That's a lot. I really, yeah. Yeah, I really don't know who else. So forgive me, I don't read a lot of comics. Uh, so. Uh, it doesn't have to be a couple of characters, but it could be. Any character from any medium. It can be a Star Trek character, I, it can be Star Wars characters. It can be. Because I would also choose Blade. Blade? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because I'm like, he's a vampire and, you know, matters to him. Yeah. Blood, you know. That is very vampires, true. We know, is, is, we know vampires is one of the freakiest monsters. Yeah, that know, is or true. Or the horniest monsters, I should say. That is the both both are, are correct. They're both freaky and horny. Everything is true. Yes. Give a let's give a little nod to Nagzima from Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Yeah. Also playing Blade. That okay. is true. Let's yes. give a little nod. You know that might have been one of my first experiences with with that culture. Yeah. That was a great movie. That's one of the best movies. 
wow, yeah. I would watch it and be like, oh, this is actually really cool. Yep. Great movie. Hannah, give us a character. Oh, does it have to be Marvel? No, it could be anybody. It doesn't have to be Marvel. Okay, okay. Any universe. <laughs> I was trolling the list. I'm like, I have no idea who these people are. <laughs> if I had to quickly grab, like, one person to help fight Thanos, I would totally grab Hikaru Sulu from uh, the original series, Star Trek, the original series. Played okay. by George Takai. Oh, that's a great one. Sulu's yeah. awesome. George Takai is an awesome person. Yes, he is. Awesome. I was surprised by Deadpool, anybody. by the way. Oh shit, Deadpool! Ooh. That's right. Oh my god, he's Deadpool. so gay. Yes, I, I you just yeah. forget. You forget yeah. he is Very. like <laughs> he's tan as shit. I forgot. Very. Yeah. Oh my god. Up. Yeah, I'll back that up to you. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be trying to sleep later, and I'm thinking of all the fucking gay characters ever. I know it'll this. just it'll the whole they're list will come, come at like 3 a.m. tonight. I'll be like, damn it! Can I amend my answers? <laughs> gonna call me 2 a.m. in the morning. Uh huh. <laughs> Yelling out well, gay characters. <laughs> welcome to ADHD. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. All right. Struggle's real. <laughs> let's 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 get to it because we got a lot to talk about. I think a lot of important stuff to talk about. So let's let, I guess let's start with Eddie. What was your first experience? Because I, I think it's important to kind of get this out there. What was your first experience? First, let, let people know whether you're gay, you're bi, what part of the community you are in. What was your experience like growing up in that community? So I am bi. And I really didn't have a community in a sense, I, I just knew what I liked visually with what I saw. Um, when did you realize that, by the way? I realized that when I was seeing Jean-Claude Van Damme in Blood, it's blood Sport. <laughs> that, is a, that, is a, that is a great answer. I I was just like, ooh, who is this? Uh, you know, all of this muscle. It was the splits. Thing. The splits, the gl- actually not not so much the splits. It was just a glistening body and like the chest and everything. You know, I was just like, oh my goodness! But then I was watching Janet Jackson when she performed on Petra Principle. I mean, she was doing great in Control and her uh, her other move, her other videos. But seeing her in Pleasant Principle, uh, Pleasure Principle, I was just like, that's the woman for me. Right there, you and everybody else. Yep. <laughs> the way that she moved, and I'm like, yeah, she got a voice and can see, and then you know, definitely seeing her doing if and all of these other songs, and then the Velvet Rope album came out, and I'm like, ah, uh, yeah, this is listening hop. Then Jason Statham came out. Um, me looking at Batman and everything, and it was just like. Uh, oh, um, Ty Mech from um, uh, what is the eighties? Uh, uh, she was showing up the Last Dragon. Yeah, Ty like, Mech. Yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah, like like him, and it was just like I kind of realized that I just love a variety of people. So I was just like, I'm kind of by both genders. <laughs> and that's I'm cool. Just like, yep, that's. Time goes on like that. Love it. That's that's dope that you were able to figure that out immediately. And did did you um did you struggle with that? Did you or you just like no? This is normal. This is what I I see as my reality. 
I didn't struggle with it. It was just, it was just like, I just liked so much, you know, something just made me excited. And I was just like, Ooh, I'm attracted to that. Ooh, I'm attracted to that. And it was kind of from both sexes that I was attracted to and everything. Um, so I, I didn't struggle with it. I just accepted it and just like, yeah, I love both genders. That's dope. It's really dope. Alex, let's hear your story, brother. Um, for me, I'm sure I could go back as early as probably as the movie The Sandlot, the kid who played Benny. Ah, uh, okay. What, for me, uh, I... I wouldn't attribute a lot of my stuff from early on as sexual. Uh, I've always, and I still actually, it's actually carried on into adulthood. I'm, I'm very attracted to like a person's sort of like essence, like their personality and their kind of their mm-hmm. energy. Um, but I got to tell you, when Carrie Elwells said, as you wish in the Princess Bride, <laughs> all sort of things started happening to me. Uh, because I, you know, I, I guess I, it's always kind of been the norm, the standard, and I guess in the country that blonde, blue-eyed type of thing. Uh, now, as an older, I like Inigo Montoya. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like now, I prefer him. <laughs> um, but I was uh, the TV was my babysitter, so I was constantly inundated with imagery of 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 people uh, that I, I felt attracted to. There was a short while I felt attracted to Winona Ryder. I didn't know why. Um, but I, like I said before, I identify as gay, uh, mostly sexual. But I am. There are women I'm attracted to. Uh, Robin Wright is one of those women. And um, yeah, I just I just remember seeing images on television, uh, Sixteen Candle, all those '80s movies that featured those people. Uh, you know, it's like like putting candy in your face and you think, oh, these are the hot people, but it's Hollywood's really influence on making you think right. what's hot. Yeah, right. that's a good point. Uh, right. Yeah, and and then, you know, as I got older, I, uh, again, still TV, I'm, I was a big TV kid, Gen X. Uh, you know, you start venturing out and, and meeting people and you develop crushes and I actually had a, a boyfriend in high school. I was the only person that I was like a pioneer, a pioneer in my school. I had a boyfriend in high school. I don't think we were too, we were pretty obvious about it. I don't think we were hiding it too well my senior year, but yeah, just. So that had to be really interesting for you then just being the one that's in high school that's out there. I, I'm not sure I've, I've ever, I've struggled with uh you know you struggle with it because it's it's unfamiliar territory yeah you know it's unfamiliar territory and there's a lot of what is this and society's cramming it down your throat that who you are is wrong and and but you're attracted and it feels natural to be attracted to it doesn't feel unnatural so it's you know it's a lot of complex things that we can get into later but yeah yeah i I kind of agree because yeah princess bride as you wish (laughs) you know because um even myself, I, I I know like um I I am first to me I like I don't mind I can I don't mind saying like this is a handsome man, yeah. but as you may know, being a straight man saying someone else is handsome, people looking like oh what are you saying that person's handsome for? like 
Like it's you know it's okay to find someone attractive and not be, we gotta normalize it. Yes, my God, <laughs> not compliment sleep with men. men. Yes, yeah, it's like it's okay, and I think that that's one of those things. That's the point, like you said, like you find plenty of women attractive, but you're like, you don't want to sleep with like you know. I've, I've always said, like Rich, Richard Grieco. I used to watch a uh, Twenty One Jump Street. Like, oh, Richard Grieco's a good-looking guy. Like, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and check that box as well. I remember that movie where he was a spy. <laughs> oh yeah, that was um. Damn, what's the go, name of that movie? Yeah. That was a great movie. We're going to go ahead and add that to my... <laughs> now, that was a sexual awakening for me. Rich you should Rich. see what he does. You know what he does now? He, like, paints bottles and wine bottles and stuff and sells them online. Huh. That's yeah. Nice. Yeah. I remember, I, I remember when he was a thing. He was, like, a we, big star. We, You know, we, we've talked about this before because, you know, you as a straight Black man, me as a queer... Hispanic man, man, we've talked about the similarities of how the, the the pressure of our cultures when it comes to, you know, being affectionate or or saying that someone's handsome or, you yes. know, or, you know, saying someone's beautiful, this and that, it doesn't mean that you necessarily want to sleep with them. You're just admiring them in a certain way. And it has nothing to do with sexuality. Yes, I, I say it often. Homophobia is definitely a thing in the black and Hispanic communities. It can be For sure. It can be it runs rampant sometimes. And sometimes you have to counterculture against that to kind of balance things out because if you don't sit there and say, nah, you can't you can't act like that. This is not how we act as people and humans. We don't treat other humans like that. If we don't fight that and get that out of our culture, it's gonna get worse. Mm-hmm. So I make sure I actually fight against all those type of stereotypes. No, you know we're not doing that here. I, our, I t- our cultures walk; it, it, they're inherently queer anyway. They walk hand in hand with 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 uh, the community because our art is taken, our vernacular is taken, our stories are used, our fat, our you know, our style, our it's an inherently both communities have a yes. lot of queer influence yes. you know musically story wise you know it's kind of it's so ass backward when you think about it i i agree there's something i always say that it, i find it funny that you have so many people that are very that are so homophobic yet they wear all these very gay fashion designers clothes it's pay, pay thousands of dollars for these fashion designer clothes. Like, it's, huh? It's two things. What is fear? Look, if somebody who is gay and bisexual really want to try to hit you and get you, they will. You know, they'll do everything to get you and hit you. And two, if you look like a dump truck with some cement, ain't nobody hitting on you. Nobody got time to be trying to put no game on you. Nobody's trying to make you the man or woman of their world. Look at you looking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where a lot of this homophobia comes from. You, They have a fear that we're going to try to take them away from whoever and stuff. We don't want you. You could be broke. <laughs> your, person, your personality could be messed up. You could be having mental issues. We're not trying to deal with all of that. We don't got time for that. We're trying to live our lives and be who we are. And yeah. we got to pay our bills. We don't got time for you to try to be here on you. Plus, you ain't, you don't be in the gym. You eat a 16 hamburgers and, and everything. <laughs> you don't even have clothes that look good on you. Like, like you do all of this. You do all of this stuff and got this 
um, ideal in your head that we're trying to take you or trying to change you. No, we're not trying to do that or anything. Yeah. You know, if we're going to go, we if, if we're going to go there, let's go there. Let, Hold on. Let, 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 let's let Crystal Hannah speak first. <laughs> we're going to dive into this. Let's dive into Oh, yeah. This. Oh, let's, yeah. Let's, oh, yeah. I'm going to start off. That's, that topic is very deep, though. That's, yeah. I mean, it we runs can, deep. It runs deep. It and I'm, I'm going really to kick it off. If we're going to go there, well, I'm going to kick it off. Before we go there, let, let's let Crystal and Hannah go first. You know, <laughs> you know I'm, re- I'm, I'm like this guy. <laughs> I was about to, he's oh, ready to I'm go. Ready. Wow, no, ready. This ready is what to I go do. First, baby. <laughs> this is what I do. I'm ready. Like, and it's it's always been like weird for me when we talk about like culture and community and like what we relate to because there's a lot of things about me and Devin, you and I have talked about this before. I've talked yeah. about it on all the blurred with all the fellas, is that that I don't attach myself to groups in a certain in like a certain way. Like I'm biracial. So I'm like half black, I'm half white. So I didn't and I didn't grow up in like either or kind of culture. I grew up kind of, I guess, mostly white. But the suburbs that I grew up in, it was diverse as fuck. Like I remember going to high school with black black people, white people, like Asian people, like and it just wasn't a big deal. Like I feel like when it comes to like racism, especially I, I lived in like a fucking bubble this magical little bubble. Um, and it's the same thing with like, when I when I came out as like bisexual, like to my family, it was, I literally just brought home a girl and they didn't blat a fucking eye. We sat down, we played spades and my mom was my mom. And if you've ever read my mom, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, so it was just like, even now I feel like the community that I have, it's a lot more diverse and I'm so goddamn blessed. I mean, it kind of started a little bit when I was 18, and then I just leaned in more to just who I was as a person, as being a creative, as just being a fucking nerd, as being like really fucking spiritual and just fucking out there. Um, and now I've got this diverse community. But even thinking about like the gay community, I'm sitting here thinking like, what the fuck is that to me? I just have a community and a lot of people in my community are gay as fuck or trans as fuck or straight as fuck. Like we just like we just are. And I think more people need to realize that. And I know that there's a lot of groups that are just heavily gay and and they have reasons for that. And that's all well and good. And that's fine. But my community, we're just diverse. Like I've got people like everywhere. And I love that. And I love how it's like growing and expanding. Because when I grew up, I didn't have that. You know, I just had it was just people. It was literally just people. I agree. I think Crystal has an amazing community with amazing people. And it's very diverse. It's one of those things where I always say diversity matters, but it's also important to have diversity that's genuine. And I think the fact that Crystal has a group of people who support her, who love her, and Hannah for that matter too, because Hannah's part of the community. She helped build that community as well. So I have to give her credit for that. Very <laughs> much so. The fact that they both have a community that's so open to everyone. It makes everyone feel so very much welcome in it. I think it's very important. I think it's awesome that you have so many different backgrounds, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, gay, bi, trans, all are welcome there. And I think that's super dope and incredible. And it feels like when you listen to the shows and you're, you're, you're talking to people, it feels like family. And I think that's amazing. Go ahead, babe. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just thinking because I feel like my answers are very boring in this particular no. uh, area. <laughs> There's no wrong I, answer. Because there is somebody who will relate to your experience. Trust me. <laughs> yes. Because I'm thinking like I didn't 
grow up with any form of community like it is now. Like I'm so happy to be in this really amazing community now and I can just be who I am and be around all these amazing people. Because where I grew up, like it was like a poorer end of Florida and there were only maybe two black people in it um, and no gay people in it, none. You can definitely tell it's just not that neighborhood. And I de I'm bi now, but I definitely favor women and that tracks throughout my entire life. Like my best friends would always be women. I'd have maybe a guy friend occasionally every 12 dynasties but <laughs> anytime I got really close to a girl I'd always get you know right in my ear oh they're just best friends they're just best friends that's it constantly just constantly 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 uh -huh. so yeah <laughs> again it just it wasn't until later where I was finally allowed to be out and be free so I had to fight for the community that I'm in now to be around so many amazing different people. Well, let me, let me add to what you just said. I think your story that you just told is a lot of people's story. That, and I think that's important that you get that out there. A lot of people experience what you experienced and couldn't be openly bi or gay and kind of, oh, that's just her friend. Right. That's the thing I've commonly heard them say about people. You're like, they no, they're clearly a couple. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like, like, <laughs> like, oh, they're just roommates. Oh, you're just, you know, you're infatuated. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've heard Hannah, that before. Hannah downplays how strong she was when she came out. She does, and and I, I'm not gonna tell her whole story, but I just need to make it clear for people listening that when Hannah talks about the community that she grew up in and her coming out. It was a big, scary deal. And Dude. she displayed so much strength in doing that, that like, holy shit. Yeah, to ju just kind of put it out there to give you a like a really good idea. I grew up in a very Christian, very Republican family. Oh, yeah, that couldn't have been easy. I'm just saying there's some people we not invite into the wedding. I'm just yeah. saying there's some people in her family that are not getting the invite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you... You went like <laughs> you went like the a double whammy. You got you a a, a, a mixed girl and, and a girl. So yeah, so like yeah, I, I can imagine like, that comes. She got herself a mixed girl, a gay girl, and an older girl. Yeah, like, like she went to I got her trifecta. Yeah, like, it wasn't just I'm not out. I'm also out, and she looked black, and she's very much older than I am. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> the bifecta. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yep. The Triforce of the LGBTQ. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out here collecting Pokemon. Crystal I know, right? Pokedex. <laughs> you know, Hannah, I, I gotta I gotta jump in and say that just your your very being and existence though, given the way that you grew up, the fact that you you're helping Crystal initially birth this community that I know one look, you guys Crystal might not be good at breaking a pie over her face, but I'll tell you one thing you yeah. both are good at is eating some humble pie. Is that the right word? Like you guys are yes. so humble in what I don't even. I, I'm I not gonna lie, you're scared for a minute there, Alex. I'm just gonna say something else. I'm like, hold up. Oh no, 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 that's no. A that's a tales of the conversation. That's not for you. I'm also a little concerned. Like, uh -huh. oh, I'm talking about you know if you know you know about the pie in Crystal. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, Alex. You scared me. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that's for the tail. That's for the tails network. We'll say that for tails. But you guys are both creating 
you, I should say you're both creating this, you're an active and strong part of creating this community. Sometimes I, I, when I speak about you guys, I just spoke about this yesterday with somebody. I don't think you realize the magnitude of the art you're putting out into the world and yes. what it's doing and that there is some nerdy someone out there that's in a super Christian conservative Republican home that has some headphones on and is like, oh, you know, Tana is a character, you know, she loves her brother and, and this, <laughs> and, and you're an active part of this. So yeah. you're just very existence in, in all of this is amazing. Just the energy that you're putting out there and, and the creativity and the fact that you're teaching yourself sound design and you're speaking languages and growing peppers. And I just, I just, you know, I've completely have a, a bubble of love around the both of you. And I think you both know that I say it enough. I, I agree. This I is why I put a ring on it. I, I saw all that. I put a ring on it. I was you have, like, great, nah, you have great energy. We've, we've uh, never actually met in, in person face to face. And I, I've have felt a warmth toward you since we started that that project. I said there's like I said, Crystal can vouch for both Delvin and and for Pix that I said these are some special people. They need to be around us because Crystal and I we've known Hannah doesn't realize she has that energy. And I told her that too. Like when I first met Hannah, I met Hannah on Twitch. So she was just a username. So if you live on a rock and you don't know what the Twitch is, she was literally, yeah, literally, she was just a username. But I remember when the username came into my chat and just said something, I was like, that person just has a really good vibe. Yeah. She just, she just does. So yeah, it's, I mean, listen, it's just remarkable to grow up how you grew up and to be the amazing woman that you are. Absolutely. So if anybody yeah. else is listening to this and you need a safe space, you can come hang out with us. All yes. of us. Roll up. And I for one... And this is why one of the reasons why I want Hannah on here because I want her to come out of her shell more. Because, <laughs> a little introvert. <laughs> because I want her to know that she's important and she matters, and we appreciate her. Her her opinion matters, her voice matters, and what she does is awesome. And we want to hear more from Hannah. I, I love that you said that because beforehand I was literally breathing deep into my coffee cup, like I could be an extrovert. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. And you're with crazy ass Crystal. I yeah, know, crazy. man. Come I don't on. even know, bro. Hey, <laughs> well, you know when you get lucky. Let me just say that. You know when you're fucking get lucky. <laughs> and that audience is queer joy, right there. That's right. <laughs> We actually kind uh, of spread the gay agent. Oh, this is the gay, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, let's, let's get to Alex. I know you have to say. Let's go. Come on, Alex. Come, Come on. on. Bring it home, baby. Bring it home. What you got to say, buddy? <laughs> okay, so taking it back, one of the things that I'm just going to put out there, and I'm trying to, you know, I have, I'm teetering between the fact that I'm hanging out with fam right now, but also keeping it professional. <laughs> now you got to do that. <laughs> is, well, for my career. <laughs> um, <laughs> is one thing I wish people would stop doing when their young children come out to them or young people come out to them. And I, I experienced this. Um, I hit puberty and I, you know, blossomed a bit uh, in my appearance and I cleaned up and the zits went away and this and that is when people 
come out to you, you know, when, when, a, when a young person comes out to you, there is no need to sexualize them. That is not what inherently being in our community is about. Glad you said that. Yes. Thank you. And I think more people need to understand that when a person is learning, I was told by society I was gay before I even knew I was gay. Uh, because I was not, you know, I was not into, I could be athletic if I wanted to, I could hit a ball, I could run, I could do this, but my interest was in the arts because I, I looked around and I understood the healing power of it at a very young age. But it was a fight for me to be that in a, growing up in such a macho society because instantly when a young person identifies as, we'll just say, identifies as gay, they're instantly sexualized. And yes, granted, it's an over-sexualized culture, but there's a reason why it is. There's a reason why it is. Um, it's not just, you know, it's not, oh, I'm gay, so now I'm a sexual deviant. And anyone who, who my voice reaches and this podcast hits your ears, you are not some deviant because you are attracted to the same sex or multiple people, you know, and, and that's something I wish our society would catch on to stop. It is not us that are sexualizing children. The LGBT plus community is not the community. The men in dresses that are sexualizing children are not the ones in our community. So mm -hmm. check your houses first. Wipe your mm -hmm. feet at the door before you start accusing people, I would say, mm -hmm. and this, get smart is... and educate yourselves on what's really happening out there. Yeah. And, and that's it literally, it literally is the basic stereotype that people want to go to when basic. it comes to, oh, they're sexualizing children. children. Hey, we don't want to have kids. So what makes you think we want to try to sexualize them in the first place? Who got time to be thinking all about that? We don't have time to be doing that. But your children who are around us, who have sometimes other plans, they're the ones that you need to be concerned about and everything. There's people in your old family like, who might look at another kid and stuff and say some insane stuff. Right. We're not trying to say that around kids or anything. You know, I think that's why we get kids who like the gunkles or the gunties and stuff like that. What they see us and like have fun with us and be and be happy to be around us because there's something that's so relaxing. There's something that's so connecting, so fun. Because kids want to have fun. They want to mm -hmm. have enjoyment. They don't. They're not thinking about all the other stuff that adults are thinking of and, and just want to run to and everything yeah you know? it's about authenticity i agree yeah i mean that's and that's and that's really that's really the vibe it is literally about just being who we are i mean the the most the craziest thing about me is not that i'm going to marry hannah the craziest thing about me is my beliefs in fucking reincarnation and aliens and my spirituality and all the fucking voices that are talking in my head and the fact that i've got adhd and i just now found out and i'm 40 fucking two like you that's crazy, the you mean cool thank you thank no, you that's <laughs> cool as fuck. 
<laughs> Thank you, Delvin. But like, that's what's interesting. So like, I, I don't understand everybody else's problem. Like when you talk about the LGBTQ community, plus, I mean, go down the fucking alphabet because we're just, we're, we're adopting people and I love it. But it is literally that authenticity and our ability to just be and accept and have to lean into who we are because we have to fight for it because some of y'all are out here acting fucking crazy for no reason like we not trying to look at anybody's genitals why are you what is wrong with y'all the first thing that was said to me when i came out was basically a big exclamation of concern about basically it was a you're gonna get diseases and you're gonna die if you keep doing this that kind of thing so Jesus. immediately sexualizing me and being like, you're going to get diseases, you're going to die. I think what we... Thing. Go ahead, Eddie. Oh, this is the weird thing about, you know, like the d- diseases and stuff. It's that there are more straight people getting diseases than just anyone who's queer. If if you have unprotected sex and you do not know the status of some per- somebody, you are really health and everything. Just... I, I just don't get that part. I'm like, if you are sub, if you are part of the LGBTQ community, um, that diseases are going to be something that's just going to be attached to you. No, the rappers that come out with a song and saying how much sex they have with these invisible women. Look at how <laughs> many. Look, look at how many men sexualize women. You know, and and get to a point where they want to do violent towards a woman, or and sometimes vice versa. And it, it's just like, what makes you think that we're trying to do all of this? We're not trying to catch no diseases in the back. You know, we're 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 doing what we talk about safe sex, and we're trying to protect ourselves with condoms. You know, or with prep and stuff. We're trying to protect ourselves. We. Just because we are part of this community, we're not trying to do things that make your assumption um, towards us make you feel like it's a realization. If right. you got time to fight what who I am and everything, then you got time to fight about these kids getting shot up in schools. You Thank got you. time to be going to a gun shop and trying to get those laws changed. You got time for for if you want to talk about kids and everything, go do that stuff so that kids could grow up and be an adult and live their life. It's about being sex positive too. And that's and that's yeah. like that's what's so like I think like their problem almost because I feel like I don't know what group to put these crazy, what you call the crazy motherfuckers. We'll just call you what you are. Y'all crazy motherfuckers. Y'all need to learn how to be sex positive and you need to step out of these toxic environments, find you a safe space so you can figure out who you are. You should, men, you should be able to compliment each other freely, safely. If there's anything we take away, please, guys, fellas, start being more physical with each other in a consensual way. <laughs> and just literally complimenting each other so it's not such a fucking big deal because i think our biggest problem is this toxic masculinity i know you guys are tired of hearing about it everybody like i don't t- all these like buzz phrases now but it's true this is why y'all are acting like that this is why you think that just gay people we just out here fucking everybody and like you know getting all these diseases because we're just sex positive because we just know what we like and what we don't like and you're still in the closet watching porn while your wife's asleep and you're watching gay porn 
foreign motherfucker. So just admit that you're bi. Get her to get a strap on and y'all go have some fun. Like, fuck. <laughs> like, just stop. <laughs> I, I do it's think the there's a lot of that, in, that that's out there where people don't want to admit who they are and they're not comfortable in their own skin. And I think that is one of the reasons why we have so many problems that we have today because people are not comfortable in their own skin and it doesn't help that the society we live in now is making laws to make you even more uncomfortable in that skin. We have anti-gay, anti-trans laws out there and they're blatant. And then you have people who are saying these horrible things about gay, trans people and bisexual people and all these things, whether it's in your local church, whether it's in your communities, whether it's, whether it's now your politicians. I think that causes a lot of problems in the division. Go ahead, when, um when they said that gay folks couldn't donate blood, they didn't know repercussions that was going to happen with that. I experienced that. Because oh, no. because the thing about it is just like, well, we now need people who could give blood. Why do you need our blood for it? You already, you already made some fake scientific connection about our blood because of who we are. But now the people that you need blood from or you were supposed to be getting blood from, they're not coming in. They're not trying to eat that little cookie with some raisins in it. They're not trying to do any of that. If they do are trying to get in, they're doing that so they can get some money. Yeah, I think um, we just, it's a lot going on in society now. And I think it's going to get worse if we don't step up. And we I, really, I mean, and this is the, this is the part where, why we're so appreciative to you, Delvin, because you're real about your allyship. And I think people need to understand, and I know Alex can speak to this and so can Hannah, is that it's going to be uncomfortable. If you are not willing to start in your families and the stupid little jokes or the stupid little comments or the stupid ass Facebook posts, if you are not ready to shut it down, it is pretty fucking obvious what these people are going to try to do. It is very obvious the lengths that they are willing to go to do it. And if you are not ready to really be an ally, then just get out of the fucking way. Yeah. Just don't stop pretending because it's not, you can't just be an ally when it's convenient. That's not, that, that doesn't work anymore. It never worked to begin with, but it really doesn't work now yeah. because they are ramping it up and it's not going to get any better. It is literally going to get worse. Yeah. And I think to add on to that, I think a lot of people are sitting there saying things like, oh, they're, they're passing these laws. There's nothing, this is not going to happen. That's not going to pass through. We need to get and that. It does. It, it, it does. We need it to get does. that mentality out of our heads. Mm-hmm. And I say this because they, they were saying for a long time, they were saying for a long time, oh, they're never going to completely ban abortions. And then what happened? <laughs> Roe v. Wade got overturned, and you're seeing. I mean, and it's so. And it's literally so funny that they that they did that. I was talking to one of my employees at my job, and the amount of pregnancy tests and Plan B that has went up is insane. Yes, literally insane. Mm-hmm. And it's literally from people who live in the rich communities. I might let me jump in here for a sec. When it comes to oh, parents. Let me jump in when it comes to my, this is, this is my view on parenting. If my partner and I want to have a child, we not only have to save up all the money for adoption, but we have to go to parenting classes. 
We have to be evaluated constantly. We have to check in with whatever higher ups are in charge of the process. Our home has to be inspected. Our jobs, what we do, our financial situation. Not to mention that we have to go through the emotional ups and downs of what it is to have an, a, another person birth a, a child or or adopt you know whatever the situation is and adopting and acclimating to having a child of adoption i physically can but i'm not going to go lay up with some woman on a first date and get her knocked up that's not how it's going to work for me if i want to be a parent where i don't have a choice and Plenty of great kids and plenty of great parents have come out of that happening. I don't want to knock that either, <laughs> but I'm just saying it's not that it's not that simple for people in our community to become parents. It's not just a, a decision on a whim. There's work that has to go in and struggle and financial struggle and emotional struggle on top of then putting a child into the world that's got to deal with a world that's saying, oh, by the way, the people you look to for protection and love everything about them is wrong and they're evil yeah and they have to combat this wow so it's it's not so simple for us as it is for the people that are critiquing us and 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 villainizing us when it comes to wanting to be parents and 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 let's face it lgbt plus parents are dope like they are so <laughs> open like they're for the most part they it's all about duality every every community has every type of person you know there are i don't understand gay republicans but it's a thing mm -hmm. and we 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 it's all about going out getting educated people in our community please know your history as well please know your history and the shoulders you stand on and why we're this this crew right here is even able to be publicly on on a podcast together yeah right and where yeah. where we come from because if there's one thing the the our community is going to do is we come when you come from a community that is from a place of lacking basic civil rights let's face it you learn how to survive and not only have we survived but we've thrived and the people that keep you down are most likely scared that you're going to do to them what they've done to you when really all we want is a seat at the table yeah, yeah. but that table there's no room for us so we went and built a restaurant mm -hmm. yeah and put a lot of tables in it and opened the doors and said even if you don't like us you're welcomed here and that I, that I think is where the fear of the people that are out there with the signs and calling us perverts and, and, and this and that, I think that's what they fear. It's, it's what's outside of what's been placed on them, which is just the norm of society. And the norm is boring, but we have to get up every day and fight just to be that. They don't want to take the time to learn. Exactly. That's the thing about it. You could take time. I don't understand. Sometimes, why do you don't want to take time to learn, but you can take time to hit the uh, nearest grocery store so you get a pack of cigarettes? And a lot of it, too, I think, is that they what's happening right now and what I'm seeing, because I feel like a lot of us are watching these politicians say things 
now that are just mm -hmm. like, oh shit, oh you just gonna you just gonna say it and people are just gonna vote. You just gonna say you're gonna kill trans people. Mm -hmm. Y'all just gonna say it. You gonna be a you gonna be like a you're a goddamn congressman and you just saying that. We, we're just saying it now. So I think they are giving permission for people to be the worst version of themselves. Yes. They're not Hannah. They're not Hannah who found strength and courage and grace to say, I know who I am and I'm going to take that risk. Um, and we need more people to do that because I think now is the time. There's a, I know that there's a lot going on. I know everybody is tired. We're broke. We've got fucking trauma. We got all this stuff. But here's the thing. It's time to be pissed off. Fuck civility. Be angry. And you got to fight. Whatever that fight looks like for you, mm -hmm. you have to. We absolutely have to because I just, it's there, it's there never going to stop. There has been no great social movement that has been successful through civil. It's all been bloody. Yes. Thank you. Every so all these motherfuckers thing. out here saying, no, don't be civil, or they want to debate you in the ideas in the market. No, no, the fuck you don't. No, the fuck you don't. No, the fuck you don't. So just be a real ally be a real ally and step up and you got to tell these people that it's not it's not and if you if this is your one of your family members if this is your friend and you can make space for these people so they can take a second and look in the mirror and deal with all their shit great but if you just tired then send them to somebody else well, <laughs> <'Cause> I... <laughs> let, let, there's some there's no go ahead hannah um would you say me or hannah Hannah. Well, either one of you go. I want to add some context to something real quick after you finish. Did you want to go or? Oh, go ahead, please. I'm still like formulating. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, there are just some people, they want to accept you on their own time. And sometimes that own time is when they need something from you. Because if you were giving them something before you told them who you are, and they decide to leave you after you tell them who you are, that's going to get a point in time. They're going to need somebody. They're not going to be able to find somebody that's going to replace you or give you what they need. And it's going to come to a realization to, they're going to, they're going to be like, Oh, I'm sorry for the way that I treated you. No, you're not sorry for the way that you treated me. Because if you knew how to treat me, you would still be my friend. No. You want something from me. And because you can't get it from all the people that you thought were your friends are on the same line and comprehensions on what you think about gay people and stuff. Because you're not getting it, you're trying to find a way to get that back. And no matter how much time passes, you're going to try to find a way to get back what you miss. Let, let me and add I think something. A lot of people don't... Oh, go ahead. I want to add something important to this conversation. I think that's important. One of the reasons why I want to have this conversation. So this is an article... From the Hill. Hate crimes in the United States have spiked by 35% in 2021, according to FBI statistics, led by a sharp rise in attacks motivated by sexual orientation. The FBI recorded a total number of 10,840 hate crimes incidents in 2021, up from 8,052 in 2020, according to supplemental information. That's now, really, it says it all. Now, mm -hmm. the, the proportions of these, the, the proportion to their total population, members of the gay, lesbian, and bisexual communities were the second most likely to suffer a hate crime in 2021. The anti-LGB hate crimes grew faster than hate crimes against any other group from 2020 to 2021. 
And, I, and that's why these conversations matter. Because of all the bullshit these politicians are, spitting, are spewing out there, people are getting hurt and people are dying. And that's I, why it's tragic. I need, it is 2023, and I need people to stop falling for the same tactic where your life is shit, let's blame XYZ group. Yes. I, this has been happening for so long. And they just keep playing, the, and you guys, and you keep fucking falling for it. Like, you're not, I swear to God, you're not this dumb. You are not this stupid. We know that your, our lives are shit. We know that you got mad problems. We got mad problems, too. You know, it's like, we all broke. We all got trauma. <laughs> we all got fucked up family. Like, we, there's no difference. The difference is somebody is telling you that what's wrong with your life is the fault of some trans kid mm -hmm. or some gay person. That's why you don't have no money. That's why you can't get no job. It's a black guy. It's this. It's that. It's not, you know, except it's them and it's you falling for this shit. So we need you to stop doing that. <laughs> I don't know why people go through this weird mind uh, philosophy thing where just because X group of people get more bites, this group thinks they get less. Like that's not how, it's not pie. That's not how this works. No, not at all. <laughs> A lot of people just don't, they don't recognize logic. So when logic doesn't play to their conversations or to their moral understanding, they'll just anything that, that they feel like they, that, that when they hear it, seems logic to them. And it, it's so weird. You know, I just don't understand why people think that they could just say whatever they want to say and think that what they say is the correct thing. And it's not. I'm like, you didn't take no time. You didn't take no time to read. You didn't take no time to understand someone else's story or comprehend, you know, people's backgrounds and where they came from and stuff. You didn't take time to do any of that. So you just listen to somebody. You agree with them because, A, it makes you look popular. And you're holding on to some idea of popularity by saying some crazy stuff. You know, it, it's not logic, but popularity seems important to some people. They're going to say and do some crazy stuff. Yeah. But then you start challenging them. You start, you start questioning them. You start bringing some factual stuff and they hide their uh, tail behind their legs. I want to, I kind of want to bounce off of Eddie's point a little bit, especially with the not reading, not researching thing. I'm a big fucking nerd. So like, <laughs> I credit a lot of who I am right now to language learning because I started that hella early in my life. And the reason for it, and this may or may not make sense, but the reason for it is you cannot learn a language without learning about the culture attached to it. There's no way to do it. So I credit a lot of who I am to things like that. I love reading about shit i love researching shit i'm always wrong about all kinds of shit constantly and it drives me crazy and i hate it but i keep <laughs> learning anyway because <laughs> i'm a perfectionist like my target language i'm still learning shit about it it infuriates me so when i look at people and they won't even spend 30 seconds reading a paragraph someone's commented on their page it frustrates me to no end because you have no drive to learn literally anything right one of the reasons that I think Hannah and I are so adamant about community building is one, we're just tired of everybody's shit and we just want to make a safe space for all of our wonderful people. But two, it's because 
this society system, whatever you want to call it, it does not encourage you to be your best self. Everything is set up, and I could go on a whole conspiracy theory rant about it, but everything is set up to put you in competition with someone else from every goddamn level, from top to bottom, no matter what it is, it sets you up to be in competition with somebody else. It sets you up to be the worst version of yourself. And now you've got all these fucking politicians, all these fucking billionaires telling you that the worst version of yourself is okay. It's not. It's really fucking not. And when I tell people to get angry because I'm really fucking tired of this narrative that we're not allowed to be angry, my anger doesn't mean that I'm going to go get up in a tower and start shooting at people. Don't get me wrong. I be thinking about it, and that's why I write. But I don't do it. That's not where my anger takes me. My anger takes me where if you are this type of person, you don't get to sit at the cool table that Alex made. I'm standing at the door and I'm telling you, no, you go do your work, go to therapy, go do, because you can't come in here until you are at least trying to be the best version of yourself. Like we all are. But you just can't sit in your shit and think you're going to walk in smelling. That's where my anger takes me. And that's where I hope anger takes other people because I'm tired of people telling us to not be mad, to just be civil, to calm the fuck down. No, no. The answer now is no. I'm not calming down anymore. If you say some dumb shit and I jump down your throat, you shouldn't have said that fucking dumb shit. I'm over it. I agree. Next. This is why it's important. <laughs> I'm going to get on my soapbox again for here, here for a minute. This is why it's important to support creatives that are out here telling stories and and making art that is not making our community look like <laughs> so tragic like you know we we yes we've we're rising we've risen where we continue to work to beat this stereotype and and and, and this thing that's been put upon us that we're all tragic and who we are is flawed because of who we love and that's why i think it's so important to support artists and creatives for example like crystal who tells stories that although she's cutting people's heads off and blowing holes through people <laughs> The, the characters are strong and diverse and complex and have duality, just like every, and I don't curse a lot, motherfucking human that has set foot on this planet, will set foot on this planet, is currently here. We are complex beings and we have got to understand each other in a way that is not so cemented in it's either your way or my way. That's not how the world works. There are no definites like that. There's, there's not one true religion. There are many religions. There is not one, you know, gender is a spectrum. Everybody's got, everybody's got their own views and we don't have to agree my, my 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 favorite line my favorite line that i got to say in legacy and i'm gonna misquote it if, let me see if i can remember it how you misquote your line <laughs> because it's been, make it's a, been a while i don't it's make them memorize they usually read from the script <laughs> it's, it's, it's been fine a while. <laughs> i remember i i because I, I, I read i 
read Legacy way before we started recording. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to be able to say, and I'm misquoting it for sure. Excuse me, Crystal. It's okay. We don't like your ways any more than you like ours. But when we're attacked by a bigger cause, we're going to need each other to fight that. So we may as well live in peace. I'm getting choked up. Just, you know, I get emotional. I'm getting choked you, up Alex. that I got to say that. I got to say that and that this many people, what was it? A cast of 170 people? I know, we had so many. I I know, we had so many people in Legacy. It was crazy. the fact that these these words have circulated the globe and people are writing in about it, that's that's where true character and humanity lies for me. So go out and support these people, these artists, these creatives these people that are delving with this podcast you know everybody feels better we've witnessed it this is where i'm heading in in saying that health and the arts mental health as well as physical in the arts walk hand in hand and the, the world is better when art is put into it that's inclusive all right that's my soapbox but it's a beautiful soapbox, Alex. And it's so true because that's how we show people like what is possible. Because if you leave it to the higher ups, the 1%, who the fuck, whatever fucking actual boogeyman is running this shit show, they're not going to show us what's possible. It has to be the artists, the creatives, the podcasters, the misfits, the, you know, and like you said, like we don't have to necessarily agree. The line is where you tell me that the only way to live is your way. That's the problem. That's that's the listen. If you want to be a church going, you know, wear a long ass dress, your arms, you and your you and your husband, your arms are always covered. God is the way y'all be praying six, seven times a week, like whatever. That's cool. Do you? I have no fucking problem with that. I have a problem. when You look me in my face and you tell me that I'm going to hell just because I don't do what you do. That's the problem. So we can make these communities everywhere little micro pockets of love where we are just living our lives and being accepting of each other all you have to do is take the hate out that is literally all you have to do pluck out the hate throw that shit away get you a god that loves everybody and we gonna be all right and for yeah for those for those young people out there listening that are scared right now and you you don't have access to resources and you're in a community where you're you're scared that fog will lift and people like us are out here we're 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 true living examples of a community that came together and we showed up every week we showed up and put this thing out into the universe and now we're all connected with each other and i'm talking about people from around the world straight gay bi black asian white latino like me it's it it is a living testament to how it could be and and that it works so hang in there, you know, hang in there. There's, there's, there's a community out and there are resources that you can turn to for comfort, you know? You want to go? And I'll say something after. Go ahead, Hannah. 
I don't actually remember what I was going to say. So. <laughs> that was a lot. That was a lot. I put, I put a lot out there. Sorry. I get, okay. I get passionate. I get passionate. Sorry. So, and if, if people want to get an understanding, and everybody know, or people who don't know me, I come from a big video game background. There's a series called Mass Effect by oh, Bio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and Mass Effect, just the original okay, strategy, kind of represents, I won't say, Bioware took ideas from the real world with the stuff from politics, the stuff from communities, for stuff from regular life, and put it into sci-fi adventure. Yeah, there is a lot of shooting and stuff, but it's the moral choices that you make that affects your game from game to game. And you do have a right to love someone if they want to be the same sex, if you want to be an alien, if you want to do a cyborg. I mean, there's there's ways to do that. But it teaches about racism. It teaches about um about acceptance and like it teaches a it teaches you a lot of things. And once you start putting your ideas of what you think is right into the game, there's going to be some consequences that you're going to have to accept because of your choices. And that's what's happening in real life. The choices that you make is going to come with some consequences that you may or may not like. So you you got to get to a place where you start respecting people, that you start loving people. And you definitely need to fight for those who cannot fight. Hannah, let me ask you, because I think this, Eddie, that was beautiful, by the way. Yes, it Fuck was. yeah, Mass Effect. Fuck yeah, Bioware. Uh, let me ask you, because I hope you bring your thought back. What would you say to a little girl who was listening, stumbled upon this podcast, who grew up in an environment just like you, who was like, man, I got to get the fuck up out of here? That's that's a really easy one. Read. Read. Do your own research. Pick, pick a field of study and learn everything about it that you possibly can. And when you find the stuff that's bullshit, try and, like, I know being your family, it's rough in these streets. Maybe try and gently uh, stu uh, educate. If that doesn't work, push a little bit harder. And if that doesn't work, safely, of course, move away. Just cut it off, move away. You're, it's not worth your time. We'll there are a couple, yeah, there are a couple of family members that I have outright cut out in my life that I'm done. One of which being was actually an auntie that sent me a conversion therapy pamphlet. And I had a very interesting conversation with her and that didn't work. So I cut her out of my life. And I'll say to that little girl or boy, it fucking sucks, but you got to live for you and for people that need you. Yeah. I agree. This is a good discussion. Good mm -hmm. topic. Mm -hmm. I agree. I love how Devin just brings us on here and lets us rant and shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> so, sometimes you got to get out the way and let your people do their thing. That's what I do. Great at it. Phenomenal. Thank you. Anything else we got to say before we go? Any final thoughts? Um, I do want to ask you guys. Uh, you too, Devin. Okay. What is what is your one summer jam album? And what three songs would you like to highlight from it? Where I've been on, because we just got into summer and I've been on other podcasts and tons of different people. Kind of want to know 
what is that one album that has your summer jam with three songs? Hannah, <laughs> uh, I'm going to start with you. It, it could be from any era or anything. Oh, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because my playlists are a fucking nightmare. <laughs> they are, they are, I would never thought I'd say this about anything, but they're too diverse. It's too much. There's so much in there. <laughs> so, I, one time I, I set up my YouTube music, right? And they would give me suggestions of things to add to my playlist. I'm like, yeah, I want this. Yeah, I want this. Yeah, I want this. When I got to the end of that, it kept buffering. It buffered for a good five minutes, like it didn't know what to do with me. <laughs> so I, I do have someone in mind, and it's um, uh, she's a Japanese artist. Her name is her band name is Kokia, and she has the most chill vibe, and her voice is clear as a bell. And every time I listen to her, I think I'm in a forest in summer playing with dragonflies. So, <laughs> so if never if you've never heard Kokia before, she's great. She's very underrated both here and in Japan. So like, give her a listen. <laughs> is there any like three songs uh, you like there, to highlight? Oh, there is. Hold up, hold up. Let me get their names. One second. One well, second. I have a good recommendation <laughs> for you, Hannah. I'm gonna text you later. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so there is, uh, I'm really sorry for anyone who might not know, but this one is Fukuro, which just means owl. So you could type her name, Kokia and owl, and it'll come up. And there is, um, mm, 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 hang on, Otona no Okami, which just means adult wolf. Okay. And there is also, uh, which just means true sound. So you could just type in Kokia, true sound, Kokia, adult wolf, or Kokia, owl, which is just reeks of summer vibes. It is, her voice is wonderful. Nice. Love it. <laughs> uh, Crystal, what is that one album that's a summer jam and this song she like to highlight? I don't have an album. See, I'm that weird music listener that I just randomly pick up songs. So uh, I will say that what is uh giving me life right now i can give you three different songs i can say my epic music because i fucking love epic music sonic librarian firefly mist if you don't listen to it loud you're a little bitch uh and i can say uh unstoppable is like uh, by sia is my uh anxiety song when i'm having a what hannah and i call soft girl day I you know I I was like very angry earlier, but I I literally have days where I just want to put a blanket over my head and not go out into the world at all. Uh that's my that's my jam that's my jam right there. And my last one, what would be my last one? I don't know. I'm gonna think about it. You have to come back to me. But those two, go put them on. Listen to them really loud. Okay. What about you, Alex? For me, when I think of summer. I go back to 1998, where I played out Ooh. the miseducation of Ooh. Lauren Hill. <laughs> Great album. Yes. That's, that, I, that to respect. me, mad classic. That to me, walking around the city in that hazy orange light on all the buildings and the, oh, I, I just, that to me is summer. Miseducation of Lauren Hill. And people still sing songs from that from that as album. they should. That as album is should. good today. 
that album is good today, just as good Sometimes as it classics was back are then. classics. Oh, I love I yeah. love that album so much. Everything gets everything. Yeah. On just... a rain, uh, pop that in on a rainy summer day and just go about your business. You're you'll be in a good mood. What about you, that... Devin? Oh. What is your summer jam album with three songs? That's hard because I it, I I am so diverse with my music, very diverse. Like um, I can listen to Phil Collins one month and <laughs> be on some Nas the other. So Phil I, Collins, the man. Yeah. So I'll say summer album. I'll go um Michael Jackson. Um, which one now? I'll say um off the wall. Wall's a great album. Three summer banger songs I listen to during the summertime. Will Smith, Summertime, of course. That's a great one. I love that song. Um, That's the Miami boy talking right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Miami talking. I, I love that one. That's a great one. Um, Two more. Two more. You know what? LL Cool J, Round the Way Girl. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh-huh. Uh, one more, one more, one more. One more summer song. Oh. I'm just trying to think of songs that I listen to in my car during the summertime. Like if I'm going to the beach or someplace like that. I just listen can to songs like can whenever. I throw out a good, a feel good song. Yeah. This, I keep this one in my back pocket. That's like just Tevin Campbell's World Still Goes Around. And... That's a great one. That's a good one. Whatever happened to him? I love Tevin Campbell. Yeah, I want a... Tevin Campbell on the podcast. I love Tevin Campbell you that much. Tevin Campbell's the man. Let's reach out. I'll reach out. Crystal knows. Yes. I don't. I'll reach. I'll go. I'll ask. You know what? Since you mentioned Tevin Campbell, my third uh-huh. song, Tevin Campbell, can we talk? There you um, go. I love that song. I absolutely love that song. Listen to it all the time. Yeah, that's a good one. Taking a lot of my uh, self control not to just spam the Twitter DMs. <laughs> <laughs> what you did, Eddie. See what you did. Listen, you know what? You know what? You want a good summer damn Put you some Whitney on. Get you Let's that go. bodyguard soundtrack and Woo! put that shit on. Go that Sing whole album. That whole one. album. Sing it. By the way, my first, my first pride, Whitney Houston on stage. Oh my god, oh, I'm my so jealous. Pride That's amazing. Oh. And and I didn't know dance with it, somebody. I didn't even know song. it was happening. I was backstage when it happened because I was working Pride. I worked for a magazine that was putting it on and she just so showed jealous. up. That is so she cool. She showed up. <laughs> it was amazing. So I can no, say. I, I know I'm going to get some hate for this. No, you won't. I was, of, I was thinking of Brandy's Full Moon. That's uh, a good one. Mm-hmm. But I'm going with Michael Jackson's Dangerous Out. That mm-hmm. you know, it's funny you should mention that. My son just bought me that for Father's Day. That's awesome. It's a he good album, the though. The first like six, seven cuts on there. Amazing. Jim, remember the time. Mm-hmm. Of, she's driving me wild. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, dang, this album is banger after banger after banger. It is. And I was just uh, even like give in to me, just that that rock guitar oh, solo. Oh, give in to me that, is my jam. Oh, I love yes. give in to me. Oh, it's so good. It is. Yeah. So, so yeah, I I gotta go with. I, I know people have his whatever, but Michael Jackson's Dangerous album, 
Man, I did not expect that album to be insanely just an all-time classic. And thank yeah. you, thank you, LGBT plus community for pushing the music industry forward back yeah. in the day because you used to take it to the clubs if you wanted them to be hits. You used That's to take it to the, to the gay clubs and put give it to the DJ. We got a, a lot fact. of classics from that. Big facts. All right, this has been fantastic to say the least. So everybody give your socials, let everybody know where they can find you. And I guess you go first, Eddie. You guys can find me on Twitter at that retro code. Um, and also check out net for our writings. Uh, and you can go to our YouTube page, Watch Rush Media, if you want to see more content in our videos and just hear us, you know, talk all different things about games and entertainment and literally have fun. We do have a um naughty little adult show called so you guys could check that out. Um uh, to uh, we do recommend that you be over twenty one, but if you are underage and want to learn some things, you can check it out there. There um, you go. But yeah, that's where you guys can find me. Hannah, let people know where you're at because that's important, <laughs> and more people need to know how awesome Hannah is. One thousand percent. Stop it! You make my face turn pink. Um, <laughs> you can find me on the dying Twitter as Lucky as Pixel. I spend most of my time over there, sometimes on Instagram and on Discord, and I am the same handle basically everywhere, except for EA because I had someone stole it. But <laughs> but yeah, you can find me there, and feel free to yell at me about languages or whatever. We can be salty about them together. There you go, Crystal. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at writer streamer, uh, go to my website, chrisimagination.com just to learn about me and my projects. And if you, uh, need a voice director or a pod fellow podcast host, or you, uh, want me to come on your podcast and be loud and obnoxious, I can do that. And then, uh, check out all of our audio dramas at talesoftheforgotten.com. We've got something for you. We've got legacy, which is star Wars. It's done. We've got a fairy tale for adults. It's wholesome as fuck. It's done. We just started our horror audio drama. And then thank you. And for our members, we have an exclusive vampire show. It's original. They're not pedophiles. It's phenomenal. Can't wait for more people to hear. If you're not listening to the tales of the forgotten network, you're missing out on some amazing content. Everything they put out is amazing. Fairy tale for adults is going to make you cry. Legacy is going to make you cry. <laughs> in a good way. Please is going to make way. you cry and horny at the same time. Yeah, Tales After Dark is the sexy shit. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> it's weird hearing my friends talk like that. But, but it's definitely <laughs> awesome to check out. Definitely check out the Tales of the Forgotten Network. It's amazing content over there. Definitely. Support That's Crystal and everything like that. <laughs> Alex, let them know where to find you. And also, just as important, let people know if if there are people part of the community and they need help and places to reach out to. Yeah. Let them know what where to go. Yeah. So first, Del, thank you so much. What what a what an honor to be on this platform with these people that I love so much. I really appreciate it. No problem, it. brother. Um, you could find me at the midnight MO. The Midnight Mo across all social media platforms. Uh, I try to be on there <laughs> as much as I can. Um, but 
uh, instead of promoting myself, I'm going to throw out this. If you want some research uh, and some just some information, uh, the trevorproject.org is a website to visit. Um, they are a national survey up to date 2023 on the mental health of LGBTQ plus young people. There's a ton of resources. There's a lot of information. And if you are someone who is on your laptop or your computer or whatever, and you're looking at this information uh, and you're fearing about getting caught, uh, it's set up so that if you hit escape three times fast, it will completely turn off on the screen and you'll be back to your whatever screen you're on other than that. Uh, the Trevor Project, the Matthew Shepard Foundation, and HRC. Uh, those three are, are some really good resources and, and read, like Hannah said, educate yourself, know where you're coming from, know the, the shoulders you're standing on and develop your own shoulders and put your artwork out there. Yes. Well said. Do your research, everybody. Support your people and love is love. As always, Delva Cox Spirits, we are out. Peace. Hi, everybody. Goodbye.